Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is a fine night tonight, Saturday night, and tonight we are chatting to Billy Bob Thornton and JD Andrew of the Boxmasters. J Mac, how good are the Boxmasters? Uh, there was a, it was a really good interview. This was a pre-recorded interview, by the way. It's not going out live. This episode is, but the interview mm-hmm. is pre-recorded. We are here at the mm-hmm. beginning, and we'll be there at the end, uh, just to spoil it. <laughs> um, yeah. But no. Um, I, I still kind of believe we got to say that we interviewed Billy Bob Thornton. Do you know what I mean? I thought it's you were going to say... J.D. Andrews. Of course, <laughs> of course the both of them were a great interview, yeah, yeah. But, but Billy Bob Thornton, man, I mean, legend in mm-hmm. so many ways. It was yeah, so yeah. cool to get to talk to him, and he was an absolute sweetheart that both of them were. Um, Absolutely. So a pleasure of an interview from start mm-hmm. to finish. And uh, they've got their own setup now, which you'll be able to see uh, in this interview. And by the way, there is a part the through the interview, f- the first time ever, where J-Mac's camera cut out and he just kind of disappears from the interview and then comes back. It's one of those things, right? Of course, we're uh-huh. going to have one of the biggest interviews that you'll ever have. Uh-huh. And of like course, that. it happened to me. It would never happen uh-huh. to you. It happened to me. I'm just uh-huh. <laughs> biggest, biggest fan, you know what I mean? And then it, just, <laughs> it goes, it goes. I couldn't believe it. Then when I came back, I was using my old webcam. Um, hey look, I, the augmented good. orb splitter That's a fine picture you've got there Jesus, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, C. Matthewman came in Hey he there, cool cats and kittens Craig Matthewman done the Box Masters logo You can see there at the bottom As always, make sure to check out his Instagram And Facebook and Twitter Just C. Matthewman, two T's um, Go ahead and check it out The guy does incredible work, incredible artwork Give him a little follow, and also if you want him to do any work for you, just don't pay him an exposure. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Thompson, how people. goes it? <laughs> it's great to have you in tonight, Stego, the man himself, Cody Ray Debian. Hey, how are you doing, big man? <laughs> hey, man. Uh, hope you're doing well, buddy. Need to catch up soon. And uh, there she is, Janice Marie Faust says, "Hey guys, hey Janice, really looking forward for you guys to see this interview. Um, we did, we recorded this." Thursday night and yeah. it was really cool and um, this was before my throat got proper bad but um ah, you we... do sound bad man I feel I feel bad for making you do this tonight making me not <laughs> mate you couldn't hold me back you couldn't hold me I back. know you, you can't <laughs> hold you back man you're like yeah. a you're like the, the 300 <laughs> the 300 so get this right uh we, we had a doll boy on recently it was the first of our first mm few music episodes where we're chatting about i mean j mac and i do love music uh this is primarily a movies podcast but the guys are going out on tour so we thought you know we'll have them on the show talk about the new up-and-coming album which is called help i'm alive and that'll be out (laughs) on the 15th of april 2022 and you can see here um a full list of tour dates now that's some tour this is a band that really want to go out and play for you guys so if you're in that area can we play uh-huh. a wee game just for a second, Kevin? Can you can you see if mm-hmm. you can like obviously the you've got the um basically the abbreviation for each state at the end of every city, right? Uh-huh. So you've got Phoenix AZ. Uh, what's yeah. AZ? Arizona. Cool. Right. Why well, do that with a few just to see if you go, know them? Go for it. Right? Go for it. Uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Nice one. Uh, Hopkinsville. Where where is that? Uh, let me just have a look uh, at it. Yeah, uh, the what, sixth. Uh, of- 6th of uh, April. Give, at least give me the... Oh, no, the no, sorry, the 4th of June. Oh, this is the American days. 4th of June, 6.04. Let me just try and find it. Or, get, or can you give me the abbreviations, no? Oh, I could do that, that'd be easier, eh? I, I, I Go for it, go for it. <laughs> KY. 
Casa Usits. <laughs> <laughs> I know that that's what you wanted, G-Mac. I knew that that's what you wanted, so I gave it to you. K-Y. Uh, mm. Casa Usits. I'm getting that on a t-shirt. Casa Usits. Where are you from? I'm from uh, I'm from Hopkinsville, Casa Usits. <laughs> I knew you that wanted be, something like that. Where's the, where's the best fried chicken from? Kentucky, yeah. right, right, stego, <laughs> right, stego. Um, hi, so guys, get tickets if you're in the area. I know that our UK audience are not gonna, are not gonna be able to get tickets unless they really want to go over to the states. Uh, but if you're in America and you want to check out one of those dates, I would advise you do. I've seen a lot of their online stuff, uh, them playing live, and it looks class. Um, they we did talk about about them coming to the UK. And if they do come to the UK, which they were initially planned to mm. um, before everything went crazy. But when they do come to the UK. 2019, I think they were planning on coming yeah, yeah. over. It might have been 2020. Um, yeah. But they had um, dates booked um, all over uh, Europe and the UK. So it's, it's, it's mm. a shame. Yeah, um, But and, these things but, happen. And you can check out their new single, Help I'm Alive. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcast, no, Apple Podcasts, iTunes. It's on iTunes. <laughs> Apple Music, actually. It's called Apple Music. It's been that long. Uh, check out everywhere that sells music and make sure to give their album a listen when it comes out on the 15th. If you want to buy it physically, go to their website, poxmasters.com. Buy it physically. I mean, we talk a little bit about that as well. So mm. put your hand up if you want me to stop yabbering on and play this brilliant, brilliant interview we had with the guys. I don't know, man. I could listen to you talk like that for hours. Thanks, man. Well, I can't talk like that for hours. So here is Billy Bob Thornton and JD Andrew of the Boxmasters. Enjoy. Absolute pleasure to welcome to the Jibber Jabber podcast, JD Andrew and Billy Bob Thornton of the Boxmasters. Guys, you are heading out on the road in April and you have a new record releasing on the 15th of April 2022, Help I'm Alive. The track is out for everybody to listen to. We've been listening to it on repeat. And it was it was nice to, to listen to a track that kind of that represents what's going on in today's kind of in the last couple of years. I take it you guys wrote that during the lockdown period. Yeah. Yeah, we certainly did. <laughs> uh, we made three albums during uh, the lockdown. Mm-hmm. What? And, three? Uh, yeah. <laughs> So one of them was just, uh, one a year and a half. Yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. One of them was our Christmas album, uh, which is very sort of dark and humorous in places. And, uh, you know, original Christmas songs. We only covered two. We covered an old Bobby V song, and uh, we covered uh, the Paul McCartney uh, Christmas song. We, we did oh, our, nice. our version of that. Which means <laughs> no synthesizers. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. And, um, but yeah, Help I'm Alive was one of the two of our regular records we made during that time. And uh, uh, Help I'm Alive was, um, the concept of that was normally you say, uh, uh, you know, help I'm drowning or help. (laughs) And in this case, it was kind of like, help, I'm living in these times, you know? Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, we, we experimented a little bit with some, different things uh this time whereas usually you know our sort of 60s brand of pop rock music uh uh it's you know uh we we don't have a lot of different sections to songs sometimes they're just a straight through pop song you know Mm -hmm. 
And when I say pop, I don't mean pop by today's standards. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, because when we said rock, when I was growing up, you were talking about Deep Purple or you oh, know man. stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, uh, you know Black Sabbath, whatever. So if you they're said, called classic rock now, unfortunately. Yeah. Do you know that? <laughs> yeah, the only place you can get those songs are on like oldies stations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the oldies stations keep getting uh, newer and newer oh, yeah, to me. The it's oldies like stations play nineties music. Now. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I know yeah. a really old <laughs> oldies station in L.A. now is like Duran Duran or something. But U two is oldies. Well, U two is oldies. Yeah, REM. They're like oh, that's no, depressing, right. isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, my daughter's seventeen and she says back in the day, and that's like two thousand twelve. <laughs> 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 anyway, so. Uh, but uh, in some of these songs, we would, you know, start them off with some kind of spooky stuff. And then, like, uh, there's a song there, like, You'll Never Be Mine, is one of them, maybe a couple of those, where we decided to use some different, you know, sounds and use the Mellotron some. And then you go into the big, you know, chorus part, you know, which sounds more like our usual song. So we did mm -hmm. that. And, uh, you know, we're real happy with the record. That's brilliant. What kind of. I know like, I, we've got lots of friends in the music business and every we, we just recently had a guy on his, and his, his name is a dull boy and he's a, a solo artist. He, he basically writes his own stuff. And what I love about that is the storytelling. It's, it feels like he's written from, it's like he's made a journal and then turned it into a song. And one thing he said to us about the songwriting process is he says it might sound cliche, but it's, it's like he's just there when it's all going on, like the, the process of writing a song itself happens and he's just there. What's it like for you guys when you're making a song, do you do it together? And is that the same kind of way that it just kind of happens and you happen to be an observer of it? Well, ultimately we do it together. You know, mm -hmm. initially it's one or the other of us usually. We generally don't just sit down in the studio together and say, hey, let's write a song. Mm -hmm. and, and the person you're talking about, I, in our experience, is right. Uh, yeah. about, I mean, it's like all of a sudden you've written a song and you don't even know what happened. Yeah. And, and it, you, with us, it generally starts out with a melody and a line or two for either a chorus or a verse or, you know, or something. And uh, uh, the bridge or the middle eight, you know, usually comes last for us, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, we yeah, rarely, that's when we try to get fancy. Yeah, it's yeah, like, we get oh, fancy. Let's those. put all the all the other chords we know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think well, middle eight works. I really enjoy a good song. You don't really, especially. I don't know what it's like over in America, but in the UK, what our radio stations are flooded with now is just the same line sang over and over again it's about shaking your ass or something just nothing with real <laughs> substance it really isn't and it's and it's a shame because I, I class myself as someone that really enjoys real music something with substance and when you when I hear a, a, a say a new song that comes out from maybe an artist or a, a band and they put them they, they go to the effort to do in a middle eight uh, it, it, it's kind of a lost thing now isn't it mm -hmm. and well I don't know what is it is that like that over there in the in the US is as your is your like mainstream radio filled with all that? Well, first of I mean, all, the idea. I don't listen to it. Yeah, I don't ever. I mean, well, I, I have to because when I'm dry, I go for drives with my daughter and she's got the pop station on. So I hear a lot yeah. of that. But, but you know what's funny is that we, um, you know, we were influenced by so many 
types of people in the 60s mm-hmm. and 70s, you know? Yeah. And so that's always going to sneak into what you do. And with us, it doesn't sneak mm-hmm. in and hit your own face. But, <laughs> uh, you know, our influences are everything from the Southern California stuff of the of the 60s, like the Beach Boys or the Birds, yeah. people like that. Mm-hmm. But we're also huge British Invasion fans. So we're really probably more influenced by Southern California, the 60s, uh, and the British Invasion and the Memphis sound of the 60s, like mm-hmm. the box tops and people, uh, Big Star, people like that, you know. The yeah. And so our music is really just us doing our version of that you know yeah. uh, we always we always loved it when we would hear the beatles or the uh, uh dave clark five or whoever it was talking about the middle eight you know and and, uh, <laughs> and they'll have um because you know we always said bridge here but really to us a middle eight was a different section that only happens once mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah you know what i mean whereas you can have a verse a pre-chorus or the bridge and mm-hmm. then the chorus but then three quarters of the way through the song, right before the solo or something, you have this one section of eight bars that only happens once. Mm-hmm. And wherever everybody thinks the song's changed. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, and the Beatles did that, uh, you know, a lot. And if you ever listen to Peter Asher's uh, thing mm-hmm. on the Beatles channel, he goes into a lot of that about their songwriting. Of course, you know, McCartney lived at his house because he, mm-hmm. he was seeing his sister, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> a good reason to live in somebody's house <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so what um and the new and the new record when it when it drops what's your both is both jd and billy bob what is your favorite track from the new record individually wow they look you at know, each other <laughs> you have to remember which one what, what songs are on this record um, <laughs> so what happens when you like three albums at the one go <laughs> yeah, we've, we've uh, you know we're sitting in our studio which we just uh just kind of opened up for ourselves mm-hmm. uh last fall and so you know we've uh only had it a few months but we've cranked out you know, between 25 and 30 songs, you know, already for uh, the next few projects. So we're putting together 13 of them and we're going to mix that next week before we start rehearsals. Uh, so it's like remembering what we did, you know, like a year and a half ago now. It's like, oh man, I know Golden Hour is the first song. Um, I know we play I Got a Girl and Help. I mean, and, uh, um, you'll never be mine. You'll never be mine on in the shows. Um, well, I'll tell you this: there's a song called "If I Had Wings" mm-hmm. that's on the record, and it has kind of a bittersweet thing to it because that was a song that we were in the studio recording, and I got a call that one of my best friends from growing up committed suicide, oh, and so. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's like, so it's like this thing. It's like, I love this song and it has a, uh, you know, it wasn't written for the moment, but it has connections because most of the songs Billy writes are about suicide anyway. So, uh, <laughs> well, so but it, it, you know, it has, it has things that make me think that it's like somehow it was connected to, you know, his passing. Mm. And, um, you know, so, and 
And it's just one of those songs that's like, I'll always kind of remember like that day, you know, and how, yeah. you know, where, where if I would have been sitting at home, who knows, you know, what kind of, you know, horrible, you know, depression I would have went into, but I was in the studio and I couldn't wallow mm -hmm. in you know, self-pity or anything like that. It's, so it's, good that you, it's good that you had that to, to bounce, bounce back on. Um, mm -hmm. I yeah, mean, it's, it, always, it, you know, something that's, you know, it's always going to be a song that lives in memory of, uh, you know, my friends. So, yeah, yeah. You know, I, th I think, um, music is kind of like a, a universal language for everyone um anytime you're feeling a specific way you can put a, a song on or have you ever just been going about your day and then a song comes on that takes you right back to 20 years ago or whatever at a specific time like you say where you were doing something or something happened and that specific song even if the song doesn't relate to the, what happened but you remember hearing that at that time it can create a special feeling for you that's why i think music today is so underrated and how it's it's actually it's like a not a drug but it's something that would definitely aid someone with mental health issues or whatever i just think music is more than just something you listen to i'm sure you guys would agree with agree with that mm, absolutely yeah. yeah um so when when you were both young so you obviously these are musicians and people that are doing it right so when you were young what was the first record that you put on and went this is why i want to do it for both of you hmm. well for me it was uh my mother had a record player and uh you know the kind that you put five or six lps on and they when one's done it drops yeah <laughs> uh play that at night uh across the hall you know and i would hear her music as i was going to sleep so she played a lot of sort of i guess you'd call it uh not torch songs it was like country music but not mm. really country. it was like ray price and uh jim reeves and you know sort of the crooners of the country world so i heard a lot of that okay. stuff but my mother gave me my first album she said you can have this because you've already worn it out anyway <laughs> uh, uh she gave me the soundtrack album to uh king creole by elvis okay wow. and that song king creole was like that's pretty cool and uh, so I would say that's probably the first song that made me want to do do it. But then, of course, when uh, the Beatles came on Ed Sullivan, that was when we all said, just like every <laughs> everyone on earth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> boy, I'd like to do this. And I'll tell you something funny. The first time I ever saw a picture of the Beatles, because, you know, over here we got the fan magazines before they got here, you know. So there was a big sort of hype before they ever showed up. And I was a little kid. I was eight years old. But uh, eight-year-olds were different then, you know. We already <laughs> had hair on our chest. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, you know, that, that whole thing, is, I mean, it's just a funny little aside that I didn't know anything about instruments or anything like that or brands at the, at the time. Mm -hmm. So I saw my first picture of the Beatles and my older teenage neighbors were talking about the Beatles and, you know, there were girls, so they would squeal about it. <laughs> and, uh, I thought Ringo's name was Ludwig. Because <laughs> <laughs> of the drums. Ludwig. Uh, so I actually thought, and I told my, I remember telling my brother, 
my younger brother said, when I grow up, I'm going to be like Ludwig. <laughs> <laughs> it's the whole Calvin Klein thing from Back to the Future. Yeah, those two songs uh, were uh, King Creole and then I Want to Hold Your Hand, those two. Ah, nice. What about yourself, J.D.? Yeah. You know, I mean, the thing that I remember, you know, for one, it's like when I was young, I would make cassettes off the radio. And <laughs> by that point, it was already the oldies channel because it played mostly 50s and early 60s music. And uh, but also, you know, I had a plastic, I think, Fisher Price record player that I played <laughs> stuff on. But the thing that I loved was I was a huge Chipmunks fan. And, uh <laughs> Like they had a, like a Beatles-y kind of record. I don't think it was all, but it was like a British Invasion Chipmunks record. And I had that one for sure. Cause I got all my records this past holiday, um, Christmas time and brought them all back home and put them on my shelf with all the vinyl I've got now. And, and I found the, that record and it's like, ah, I can't, I, I'm scared to put it on because it's so gross. <laughs> I'm so worn out that I, I'm worried that it'll destroy my needle on my record. Uh, there was there was two or three Chipmunks records that I had, and it was really the stuff that I just wore out. And I don't, I can't tell you why, but it was, you know, I guess it was like the '70s version of like Kids Bop Kids, where they redo the current pop songs, except. Um, you know, and they do them for kids. Well, the Chipmunks, for me, yeah. were doing pop songs in a way that I enjoyed it. And, <laughs> and so, you know, it's like those songs are still the songs that I love. It's still the British Invasion songs. And, you know. I love that term, the British Invasion. We just call it music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah for us, like, yeah. you know, y'all are those guys, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the chipmunks are i think i'm pretty sure that the chipmunks albums still come out every now and again um, yeah it still is a thing so it's not that yeah. weird <laughs> yeah. still like movies and all that i mean my kids watch them yeah. and, you know it's like we we put them on in the car and uh on road trips and all that but yeah you know it's uh it's not the same chipmunks i, I understand <laughs> it's you know it's the son of the guy, but uh less <laughs> like menudo they keep getting new chipmunks <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now they use stars to go to Chipmunks instead of just that one guy. You know, well, before we move off the British invasion at all, I, I just want to say something that nobody ever says, so I want to say it, which is, and this wasn't during that initial British invasion, you know, 64 or 65. This was a little later, 67. Uh, but a band that has had a huge influence on, I believe, on American musicians who still love the music of the 60s and 70s, and they're not mentioned as often as other people, is Traffic. Uh, Traffic was a band that we all, they were sort of the Allman Brothers of England. Mm, okay. And as a result, uh, because of my influence with Traffic, it's why I have a hard time writing a song that's under four minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, but they're just not mentioned as much. Obviously, Steve Winwood is, you know, hmm. but yes. original band of Traffic that had Dave Mason and all those guys and Jim Capaldi and all those, uh, Chris Wood. Uh, not yeah. many people talk about them. And that was a that was a really, really great band out of England that that we got a, 
we copped a lot of stuff from. <laughs> <laughs> I think was when, that um, was that a similar? I mean, I've never heard anything by traffic myself. Was that a similar sound to the rest of the British Invasion stuff, or um, was it its own thing? No, it came. They came along in the year when things changed. It was the it was the year when Cream made Disraeli gears and uh, uh, the initial Deep Purple. You know when they did Hush. Oh yes, uh, it, it was and Procol Harum. Mm -hmm. You know it was uh, during that period of time. So that's when music had already changed and the Beatles had already gotten into Rubber Soul and Revolver and then into uh, uh, Sgt. Pepper. So. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't the sort of more poppy sounding uh, stuff. It was it was more experimental, you know, uh, and a little into psychedelia and all that kind of thing. So, uh, mm -hmm. but if you ever get a chance, just yeah. get the whole catalog and sit down one day and uh, <laughs> have well, your grape juice and listen. I've got ah, plenty of time on my hands right now. Um, oh. I'm suffering from an, an unspecific virus, we'll call it. Because oh, you, yeah. yeah, you get kicked off YouTube for saying what it's called. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, so I've, I've got about, at least at least a week now that I can just sit and do what I want. So. <laughs> Absolutely. The, the first kind of records that I had ever seen, and this is kind of leading into the next question I'll ask you guys, is my dad had, like we all did, the, the big record players. And for me uh he had an iron the very first iron maiden record the one with paul diano was the singer you know phantom of the opera and all that stuff and it's basically an image of eddie just on the front and because i was a kid i was so drawn to this image and then i would listen to this for the record and another one was the, the double disc cd of michael jackson's history mm -hmm. um so for me that was my first kind of look into music as a kid and i think it was more because i was fascinated with the physical piece of media now that's something that we've kind of lost over the last 20 years or so coming on now basically the world's changed and now music uh doesn't it, it isn't distributed the same way but you guys will know this yourselves that you you can still put music out but only your real diehard fans are going to physically buy it do you do you guys love the physical music oh absolutely i mean you know we we went you know several years without making a vinyl copy of our records mm -hmm. and uh it's you know we just we didn't really have the connections to do it plus we were putting out some of the stuff on our own record and our record label and or with a this one guy and you know he just didn't quite have the funds to uh you know put out a vinyl every time but these days, you know, the last four or five records, you know, we've made sure to do vinyl because people do buy them. And, mm -hmm. you know, having a signed copy of a vinyl is way more exciting than having a signed copy of a CD. And a lot yeah. of people will buy the CD and the vinyl because they're just going to put the, the vinyl on their wall or their shelf and, you know, keep it as a collectible. Yeah. Or the, you yeah. Know, and they'll play the CD in their car or something. So, yeah. you know, we, we like to have all that stuff because... You know, it's a, it's a whole different thing. You know, once we heard, you know, our record spec was, I think, the first one we started doing vinyl again. And that was uh, like 2018, 2017, one of those. Mm -hmm. But we, uh, we pressed that one on vinyl. And it's like sitting down listening to it. It's like, oh, this is what listening to our music is supposed to sound and feel like. <laughs> yeah. Completely different. You lose all that kind of rough high-end stuff you know it's it's just it goes away and it just makes everything sound natural and it's yeah. uh, 
it's unless you're sitting experience it you don't know what music's actually supposed to sound like it's mm -hmm. really really eye-opening you know especially listening to your own stuff that you've listened to for hours and thousands of times you listen to these songs to then sit down and listen to it kind of in a whole different way is really eye-opening and then it's like oh i want to hear everything that we've ever done <laughs> like yeah because yeah it's just completely different well, plus plus we grew up listening to music yeah. that way so it's already in you yeah yeah well, so you yeah. can't unless unless what you're doing sounds like what you grew up with you feel like there's something missing you know mm -hmm. and you, that's true yeah. yeah with everything i think um <coughs> yeah. like see for me the the sound of the needle first touching the record it's it just it never gets old i love that sound they do yeah. have um digital record players now where it's a a laser and it's just it's like oh, yeah. well that's just a big cd player that's not a record player <laughs> so you need to need to have the contact need to have that big crunch when you first put it on thing is as well though, that noise like it used to be such an experience for me when i was listening to music i would put on and i grew up in the cd era so vinyls hadn't completely gone away but they hadn't either come back so we were full on in the cd era and i would go and buy a deep purple record uh perfect strangers was one i know that i really enjoyed and that was when they came back after years of not being together and see just when you put the the cd in and you're listening to the music but then you're also taking a journey through their their notes they're going and seeing all the pictures that they because the internet wasn't everything wasn't as accessible back then yeah. right you couldn't just go on youtube and type in and get all the the interviews you'd have to wait and see them on tv and when would you find that so you'd go through the booklet and there's all the images of them all back together and they all look so many years later they look different from what they did before you've got their thank yous who are they thank and why they thank and you know all that stuff to me that was the real experience of music you know well, and i think it's one of the things that we actually uh have we've actually written songs about the subject because yeah. we're of the mind that the journey is the exciting part it's not uh, the journey is 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 what it's all about, not the result or the destination. Yeah. It's the journey. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like I said, we've written songs. We actually wrote a whole uh, uh, rock opera about that subject yeah. that we put out yet. Because you know, when we talk to the record label and say, "Hey, we have a seventy-five minute rock opera," they're like, society." Not exactly <laughs> what they're looking for at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so now the internet is evil. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's this twenty-first uh, century attention span is terrible. Absolutely. I mean, and that's the thing about it is, you know, you know, like JD said, you know, you want to, you know, have that physical thing because you want to. I want to feel like I have to do something in order to hear music. I don't want to just yeah. click a button on my phone and hear it. I'd rather have to take something out of a sleeve, put it on something, and mm. listen to it, even if it's a CD. To yeah. this day, and he'll tell you this. To this day, I take a disc man and a bag full of CDs with me in the tool case. So, I mean, I've got one of those little sleeves where you can put just a CD in there, but I'll take the jewel cases with me. Yeah. Said, I've already I've already read everything on them. I've already <laughs> read a million times. But I'll be on an airplane and I'll open up a CD, pull it out, and people are looking at me. <laughs> And read the booklet you know and listen to you know whatever it is yeah <clears throat> i actually will have you know there'll be like a 10 11 year old kid on a plane sometimes 
who like will poke their mother and want to know what the hell that is, you know? <laughs> and, uh, but it really is about, uh, it's like, and this is going to sound really like an old guy, but I taught my daughter that she understands it actually, which is great because she wants to be a writer or is a writer. And I said, look, sometimes it's not as cool to see a tree and go, hey, I wonder what kind of tree that is. And then take a snapshot of it and put it into the mm -hmm. X87 program or whatever that tells you what a tree is instantly. <laughs> yeah. And I said, sometimes it's better to wonder because wonder is what creates uh, uh, the stuff in our imagination. And so those things go hand in hand. So to be a writer, you want imagination. Mm -hmm. so imagination, if everything's just given to you, you forget it anyway. Yeah. Like, look up anything i want to about george washington right now i don't remember shit about it tomorrow <laughs> but if i went to a library you know if yeah. i got on my bicycle <laughs> went in there and asked some like uh old lady with blue hair where's the george washington book they're over there and then you go look through them and sit at a table and thumb through it till you find the stuff you want you remember it because you did some work for it yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact of the matter is who the hell wants to watch lawrence of arabia on a telephone <laughs> it's true i mean this this whole i mean it's the internet and the the mobile technology is is great in so many ways but it's ruined so many things as well obviously uh, the physical media of music and even movies as well um but for me it's sitting having a debate with a friend in a pub you know it, it's like if, if you might disagree but then somebody will just google it Oh, okay, yeah. that's the that's the end of the debate. The fun is over. Oh, no, it's, it's, it's time. It's time to get time to get back to arguing properly again instead of just googling <laughs> stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, look, if you fall in a well and you look and you got one bar, you're like, thank God, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's it's got its uses, but it goes too far. Yeah, <laughs> I, I totally agree with that. Um, so I've, we've got a couple, quite a few questions here when we we. Put out that you guys were coming on uh, a few of our audience and your audience got in contact with a few different questions and um, so i'll just kind of quick fire that for them for you um so heather dow asks what are your favorite musical genres to listen to in your own time and is there any really you dislike for both of you i mean honestly you know we're pretty eclectic you know we go from um you know the really 60s pop music to like this last week, we discovered this band called the Flat Earth Society out of Belgium. <laughs> that okay. is, just, it's, it's jazz, <laughs> and it's like you know, like Zappa-inspired jazz. Especially yeah. Billy's a huge Zappa fan. Zappa mm. head, or I don't know what they call him. Zappa stash. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> it's like just really, uh, you know, like stuff that we could never play. But, you know, we love to listen to, you know, things like that because everything that you take in, you know, somehow comes out of you. And so, yeah. you know, it's like, uh, but, you know, so, so, you know, and, you know, like we've got kids, so we listen to, you know, the Sing soundtrack or Taylor <laughs> Swift or Encanto. We don't talk about Bruno. Oh, man. Encanto. Encanto <laughs> is my, my son's favorite film oh, just now. Man. So, yeah, we're having to endure that quite a lot. <laughs> so, you know, but we take all this in, you know, it's like it's we're actually listening to it. And, 
you know, some of it's great. Some of it's, you know, just guilty pleasure stuff, but, uh, you know, I would, I'm I would not, love to say I'm a big Blackpink fan, you know, oh, nice. I can't say I've listened to the music that much, but I'm a huge <laughs> fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm being a bad person. <laughs> it would be great to see the Boxmasters cover Encanto. I mean, you guys fly out that many. Hey, and that you could proper strip it back and do it whichever way you want. You know, I think that would be, <laughs> would be something else. Hey, who else is doing it? Well, we, we love, uh, uh, like JD said, all kinds of music. I mean, we mm -hmm. are more classic rock or rock and roll fans of the 60s and 70s. That's our main music. But I also uh, listen to a lot of Sinatra and Dean Martin and, you know, mm -hmm. Nice. Mel, Mel Torme, you know, a lot of that kind of stuff. Lot, Johnny uh, Cash. Johnny Cash. Yeah. Listen, I mean, old time country, you know, like mm. Johnny Cash, George Jones, Merle Haggard. Uh, uh, Hank Del, Williams. Yeah, Del Reeves, Hank Williams. We listen to all that stuff. So we like jazz. We like classical. We like blues. You know, I'm not as big a blues fan as a, as a lot of people mm. uh, are. I'm like most rock musicians love the blues. And for me, Blues and reggae were two areas where I appreciate it and I love yeah. it. But, uh, I mean, as I can see what came from that. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. and I get it. Yeah. But if you put on a blues album, first of all, if I do put on a blues album, it's going to be Howlin' Wolf or Muddy Waters or somebody like that. Yeah. Not like some guy from, some, you, know, <laughs> you know, doing a blues album. <laughs> you know, it's like you know some guy with a stack of marshals playing blues it's like no i'm gonna hear a guy whose guitar only had five strings on it that's the point yeah yeah so uh and by the way what kind of blues do you have anyway over there in suburbia <laughs> and, and uh so if i'm gonna listen to blues i'll listen to the old timers who actually created the music yeah mm -hmm. also at the same time if you put on a blues album it's kind of like the same, I just heard that song. So you hear the same song 12 times. <laughs> I woke up this morning and had the blues. And then the next day, the next song, you woke up that afternoon and had the blues or whatever. It is. <laughs> I mean, but, and, and so I think uh, stuff that kind of sounds the same uh, is, is the stuff that I tend to not respond to. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, it's the popular answer for a rock musician maybe to say, I don't really like rap or hip hop, but you know what? I like most deaf and I like uh, ludicrous. I like uh, some of that yeah. stuff. I, was, I always got a real charge out of, what was the cat in the 80s that did funky Cole Medina? I mean, you know, so you never know what's going to kind of get to you, you know, and go, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. But, uh, I don't like a uh, sort of current Nashville country. I'm not crazy about mm. that because the idea yeah. in Nashville these days, except for the guys who have been there a long time, that are still doing what they do. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but the, the idea there is to write the same song over and over. Yeah. Well, referring back to the old, I don't like the same thing over and over. And so our idea growing up was to be different. Yeah. And you could argue and say, well, all of rock music in the 60s sounded similar, but it's like each one of them had their own vibe and they were writing about similar subjects, maybe in the wheelhouse, but at the same time, uh, mm -hmm. their own version of it. And now over there, they literally go 
went to a room as songwriters and, you know, songwriters, you know, and have, <laughs> they have writing appointments. And it's like, really, you do a creative thing by appointment? That's weird. <laughs> uh, and so they go in there and it's like, okay, that was a hit. So we're going to do that again. <laughs> a few words and a couple of chords, but it's essentially going to be the same song. Like unabashedly, they do that. And, mm -hmm. and, but then that song that was a hit last month that they're copying, that song was also a hit in 2000. Yeah. <laughs> <For 20 laughs> years. Been yeah. yeah that's just why that's, some, some of the greatest, the greatest albums that have ever that changed the world of music were all from people that wrote them when they were broke. They didn't have money. They, they, that was what they lived for. Because at the start of every musician's career, it's not something you get into right away and you make money. It's something you've got to be prepared to be on your hands and knees for a very long time, just from the, the musicians I know. Uh, and that's when the, the truest form of art has kind of come through in the music. You look at never, uh, Nirvana, all the people that really when music kind of changed because it doesn't happen so much now but there are there are points in time where music is and then it changes and then it goes here and then it goes there and some of the biggest bands like the beatles the rolling stones and you got stuff like acdc and whatnot all these bands at, at some point or another changed the trajectory of what was going on in music and that was usually when they didn't have any money and it's it was always about the art and that's basically what you, what you say there is when money and music mix or creativity doesn't it kind of takes away yeah. some of the all becomes of pop music it's yeah, all pop yeah. music absolutely and mm -hmm. and you know that you just mentioned the beatles and the stones which were mm -hmm. the two biggest ones of those yeah this beatles weren't really a blues based no uh, not at all you say all all pop and rock comes from blues and country and mm -hmm. old train songs and 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 for that matter audit uh irish and scottish and english folk music and you know and all that stuff comes into rock and roll too people don't say that sometimes but yeah but uh you put all those things together and that was what created rock and roll but it doesn't mean that every rock and roll band came from those things country or mm -hmm. necessarily yeah of course beatles really beatles kind of came out of buddy Holly. if there hadn't been a buddy holly and a carl perkins and people like that they wouldn't have been a beatle chuck Berry. yeah yeah uh, and uh but the stones on the other hand were a blues based uh, yeah, yeah, you know, so mm -hmm. you look back, the Beatles really didn't come from the blues, the Stones did, yeah, know? yeah, mm. it's incredible. Um, I've got another few questions here just from you've got uh, Cor Coro Jess, who's one of you, a big yeah. Boxmasters fan. She says, um, there was one here, <laughs> has JD listened to other people's music without ever thinking I would have mixed that differently? <laughs> I don't know if that's something. Is that a... uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, because I mean, my, <laughs> my day job in the past has been as a recording engineer. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I used to be more, uh, you know, critical of a listener. And thankfully, you know, as the years have gone by, I've, and especially, you know, since making our own music all the time, I just don't, I've kind of stopped doing that. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, uh, it used to be there was a time it's like, man, well, yeah, you'd sit there and you'd listen to something and be like, oh, you know, that's, that's, uh, you know, you'd kind of tear it apart in your mind. And that's not a very fun way to listen to music. And thankfully, uh, now I just, you know, if I hear something else, I just sit and enjoy it. And mm -hmm. 
uh, yeah, yeah, I just tear apart our own stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> ever so critical. Change that. Change that. Replay yeah. that. Let's uh, turn that hi hat down or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Um, we will actually finish up on this actual really good question as well. And um, we don't want to keep you guys too much longer. Um, what song of yours would you choose to introduce someone who's never heard of the Boxmasters? Hmm. Well, that is a very good question. That's uh, really okay. Actually, we're going to be here another half hour. You <laughs> we got time. <laughs> we got plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> here in silence. Yeah. About what song? Well, you know, I'm trying to think about that because. Uh, you know, we, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's changed over the years too. Uh, I'd say probably something like, uh, maybe a song like Providence or Beautiful off the Somewhere Down the Road record. Because that's, that's actually kind of, a Providence record. Oh, Providence record. Which has yeah, never, never been, never actually physically been released. It's only oh, yeah, a digital yeah. copy, but. Uh, oh, that's true. But I'd, I'd say actually on this. Oh, <laughs> exclusive <laughs> yeah but there's also I, I would say with our music because we're a more album oriented band yeah i would say rather than a song it would be to introduce people to us would be like an album and i would yeah. say probably i'd say maybe the spec album might be a good one to introduce uh, someone to what do you think Yeah, or, uh, or help the new on, one, or help, help on alive, which is out April. <laughs> Good save, Belly Bob. Good save. <laughs> well, he's the businessman. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> not really. Yeah. If anybody knows us, they know that we're horrendous business people. So that's yeah. we have to do everything ourselves because uh, we're so cheap and we won't make enough money that we, uh, you know, just like fine we can't afford to pay anybody let's we'll just you know <laughs> take care of that ourselves as well <laughs> we'll, we'll actually have people tell us you, you know i can really get you like a, a million instagram followers tomorrow what do you got like three or four thousand whatever it is and they said all you got to do is this and that and the other and you can actually pay for this service that does this and all that kind of stuff and we're just kind of like I don't know, the ball game's yeah. on. I'm going to watch that. I, yeah. <laughs> you know, we don't pay a lot of attention to that because we love our fans and the fans we have, mm -hmm. we make our music for, you know? Yeah. And so in other words, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not real good salesmen, you know, yeah. we don't sort of like, uh, we don't stand on the corner a lot, you know what I mean? <laughs> Great analogy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you guys. You guys, I mean, we could speak for hours and hours. And when when you guys eventually come to the UK, because you will be touring yeah. in the UK at some point, right? Um, we'd love to come we along. We were supposed to in 2019. We had, we had eight or ten shows booked for uh, yeah. the UK and Ireland and uh, and then another 20 or 30 across europe and mm -hmm. i mean we was honestly it was it was 2020 right that's it was when, 2020 we, we, we had a whole tour book for europe and, and of devastated course, uh, <laughs> of course uh, uh -huh. the uh, the flu canceled that you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, but uh anyway by the way for your your virus uh uh penicillin and a rubber hammer <laughs> Robert Hammer. I'll, I'll need to have a think about I'll, that one. I'll explain, I'll explain it another day. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, that's but yeah, our 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 uh, 
UK shows were really lining up very well, and we had one at the. Uh, we were very anxious to play at the. Uh, uh, you know what's it called? The in London, right? famous place in London. Uh, uh, I can't remember the name of it now, but anyway, but uh, uh, yeah, I've done tours of Europe as a solo mm -hmm. artist back, you know, like twenty some odd years ago. Yeah. Uh, so I, I've actually played in London and Ireland and. Uh, Liverpool, we played in the Cavern Club and all that oh, nice. stuff. Yeah, oh, cool, nice. cool, cool. Boy, where my family's from, you know, we've been traced back. So my, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm more English than than English people. Uh, yeah. According to the DNA, I'm like almost eighty percent full on English. You know. And, <laughs> oh well, yeah, you can hear it in the accent. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, believe it or not, <laughs> a lot of the words we use in the like in the South are actually old English words. But <laughs> but uh, my family are from Northern Ireland, Northern Ireland, uh, Northern England. My father's family is from Lancashire, and my mother's family is from Yorkshire. So it was like the War of the Roses, and I really <laughs> like that around. <laughs> Yeah, you, uh, you guys need to play the Barrowlands here in Scotland. Yeah, Barrowlands everywhere. I mean, you'll have heard of the Barrowlands, right, Glasgow? Oh yeah, no. I mean, that's, that's where my family was Scotland? actually from. Us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, yeah. We had we had shows lined up for Scotland too. There was oh, two or three shows up there, damn. and man, I was excited about that. Yeah. So I, we guarantee once we can actually get into europe and uk then mm -hmm. we're the last time we were, the last time we were looking at it again it was like there was all these trucking issues like you couldn't drive a truck from one country to the next without getting a new truck every two days or something <laughs> so it was for a touring band going all over you know the the all over europe it was really a hassle so i'm not sure if that's been ironed out yet or mm. if somebody's going to work on it or who's going to Make I'll, I'll get I'll get right on that. I'll get right on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. definitely will. And um, so that will be maybe amazing when that happens. We'd love to definitely come along and check out one of your shows. I was kind of oh, gutted absolutely. when I seen that you have all these tour dates, which we will post up, uh, and after we've made the episode, and um, we will post up all your tour dates. Uh, so it'd be cool to see the UK in the next few years. But we'll definitely do that, and we could come and do this live together and check out your show, and it'd be amazing. And um, good luck with the release of the new album and the next two albums after that that you already have in the bag. And I imagine by the time <laughs> those two albums come out, you'll have another six already waiting in the wings. Yeah, <laughs> everything's set up so we can just keep taking them out. So the, living the dream, absolutely, isn't it? Living the dream. Um, <laughs> JD right. and Billy Bob, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much for coming on our show. Thank You're welcome you. anytime. Uh, maybe once the record's out and you promote the next one, come on, we'll have another chat. But it's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> Can't thank you enough, guys. We thank appreciate you it so much. Thanks for having Thanks, us. guys. And there we have it. The uh, the box masters interview and J Mac can't unmute us because he it's there we he go. called me during the break. Ah, there he is. See, that's you. me. Mate, we we did that. Hey? We did that. That was amazing. Yeah, that was pretty cool, <laughs> you know man. That was pretty cool. A bit of me was kind of tempted to ask questions as they were talking. 
<laughs> oh, it's not live. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? And that that was quite a great experience for us to have those guys on the show. And we'll definitely make sure to go and check them out when they come here to the UK. Mm-hmm. I know that we'll be doing a whip round and saying who's coming with us and we'll make it a proper jibber-jabber night with the Boxmasters. And please mm. support the guys by going ahead and checking them out at uh, boxmasters.com and definitely, definitely pre-order and buy their album if you're still a fan of physical media. It's uh, definitely mm. something that you... I'd, I'm- not sure what the exchange rate is just now, but it's twenty dollars <coughs> for the CD and thirty dollars for the vinyl. Uh, mm. Those are signed, by the way. Um, so <laughs> that's it's worth it. I mean, it'd be thirty dollars for the CD would be a good deal for that. So go mm-hmm. for it. Boxmasters.com. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, by the way, next week we have. We have a, a really cool episode coming up. And Janice says, I never knew Billy Bob was a musician, so thank you guys for that. Hey, that's one of those things. It's because he's such uh, a pillar in the other world of acting that it mm-hmm. sometimes can get lost. But Billy Bob was an, he was an artist before as he became an actor. You can tell from that. You can tell from the interview as well that he doesn't, he doesn't want to use his, his acting kudos mm-hmm as a vehicle to drive forward the band's success. It's like they, they want to do it purely on their own merits. And then mm-hmm. you've got to commend that. I mean, how many people um, will, will do, for example, a boxing match because they're a YouTuber? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many people just want to? I think, I think we should have a box just as a YouTubers and see how many people will pay us for it. I'll make about 30 um, quid, a Zippo lighter and a chippy. <laughs> that would be... a. Probably the shortest fight in history, man. <laughs> and it'd be silly. like, ding, ding, and I'd just jump out the ring and go, nah. <laughs> nah, Don't be do silly, that. don't be silly. Um, Mate, you I, can I'm... squat me. <laughs> I can barely squat today a shite. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Sorry, man, uh, I didn't mean to make good. you laugh here. I know it hurts. I know it hurts. <laughs> it's all good, it's all good. But it was, it was actually really cool, and the fact that Billy Bob was always uh, an artist before he became an actor, Acting is what he got into, but he was always an artist, and that's what he <laughs> was he, first. He did. He, f- he fell into it. I mean, yeah, he yeah. actually he moved to California to to try and get into music, and ended mm-hmm. ended ended up. He ended up doing a Titan, <laughs> fucking doing films. <laughs> it's like a Titan, oh, not actually, just doing films, mate, but owning. I, accident, owning. I accidentally got into making movies. How does that happen? And being amazing <laughs> at it, and like one of the absolute <laughs> best. One of those and things, right? He did drop the best ever f bomb in any movie ever. If anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, it was Armageddon. <laughs> yeah, we love Armageddon, don't we? Remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant, <laughs> Janice. Go back and check that episode. Out. Uh, Janice says there are quite a few actors who do other things, like Jack Black. Hey, all creative people, I think, do so many different things. Like, look at us; we do so many different things. All you guys see is this podcast, but we all do so many different things. Hey, eh, Mac? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really good at like folding towels. Um... I saw ya, saw ya. <laughs> I just know that's not true. I'm asking your wife. Because <laughs> she, she mentioned Jack Black there. I mean, but the thing is with, with Jack Black. It, like I, I don't think he would ever have relied on his movie career to push Tenacious D forward. I mean, as musicians, man, they they guys were amazing. It's just it was a different type of music. Um, I, and I mean, Jack Black, look at you, look at that face. He's got that eye face. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it a mile away. But Jack Black has actually got an amazing voice. He's a very good amazing guitarist. Voice. Kyle Gas, Kyle Gas can play. By the way, 
he, he can, can play. play. Um, he can so play. there's there's no doubt these guys were good musicians. Um, would they have been as successful with it? I don't know, but I don't think he used it. I think I think it just I think it happened organically no, for them. And he, they're, they're big, huge personalities. Uh, C. Matthewman says, "Cracking interview, guys. Cheers, mate. Well, that for us was a." You can only imagine how that was yeah. for us. We can put a pin in this one and say we did that. Yeah, and that's, that's phenomenal for us. Which brings me to my closing statements. Next week, we will be returning the paranormal part. So look out for the announcement of which Scottish something we'll be chatting about. But also a bonus episode for y'all. We speak to Andrew Dominic, the writer and director of the movie Chopper. J-Mac, for those that have never seen Chopper, go and reenact that scene where he comes in and says to the, the wife and his wee missus that, you know, I'm not going to hurt you and all that, and the mum's screaming and all that, right? You know exactly <laughs> what I'm asking. Give it to me. Yeah, I can't reenact it. There's nobody here I can headbutt. <laughs> just pretend. Just pretend. Come on, you can do it. But no, I'm just, I can't, I can't, I can't. It's, it, it, you're asking me to do something I can't physically okay, do. Okay, J-Mac. J-Mac has just entered the room and his wee missus is crying, right? Speak to the mum. Go. It's okay. I'll deal with it. I'll deal with it. Yeah, poof, back off. <laughs> now look what you've done. <laughs> Your mum's upset. That was... Uh, <laughs> that was, yeah. Beating up a woman. Uh, C. Matthewman says, just don't reenact the scene where he gets in his... Where he gets his chopper out. That's <laughs> nah, right, man. This this frame isn't big enough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the frame isn't big enough to from it is zoom. Can't like him. But yeah, so <laughs> check check out the the chopper interview. We have already we've already done that. Um, sometimes the guests will come on and they're not comfortable going live, or we don't have a long enough time. And the times where we do get to interview them are set on days that are like two in the afternoon because of the time difference and stuff. So we are tied with bringing these guests to you live. Sometimes they'll come live to you like this. Sometimes they won't. But if they won't, make sure you're following our social media so that you can get your questions in. And if you submit a question to us, we will make sure to do our best to ask them to these mm -hmm. guests. Uh, and that's just basically the best we can do in that. I mean, other podcasts charge for that stuff, but we love you guys and would never do that. Um, <laughs> So just um, follow us on social media, and that way you'll know when when this stuff happens. We, we just, just we just hope that, that you guys have as much fun watching this as we <laughs> have making it for you, because it's it's, I mean, it's an absolute blast. I mean, I've said it, to, I've said it before. With without this man, I would never be doing this. So thanks again, Kevin, for giving me an experience, and uh, <laughs> thanks to everybody that made this possible. Uh, the yeah, fact that we're still pleasure. going, man, is, is impressive. It's perseverance <laughs> and it's, it's a slight a mixture of perseverance and moderate success. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> God, God, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, actually, I'm going to close this one out for you because I, I know oh, you're, cool. you're kind of struggling to speak. So, um, we will be back next week, like Kev said, with two episodes one bonus, one normal, with a, with a uh, paranormal partner. And uh, make sure you tune in for all. It'll all be on our social media. You'll find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're all over the place. The, the same places you find everybody else. Look for Jabba Jabba Podcast. And thank you for tuning in tonight. It has been a blast. And we'll see you on the next one. Absolutely. Cheery bubbles. Thanks, everyone. Take it easy, guys.
nothing. I got nothing. 